Mac Power Users, episode 243, Workflows for iOS. everyone. It's David Sparks, along with my pal, Katie Floyd. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? Hey, David. I'm well. How are you? I, uh, I'm i making it. I under, now, I understand you're, you're getting a little sick. I A li- little bit. I'm, I'm working on it, but uh, glad we're recording today. So hopefully next time I'll be, I'll be over and done with whatever it is. You're getting used to this idea that you can come home and we can just start recording. You don't have to wait till nine or yeah, it's, it's interesting, but I, I just walked in the door five minutes ago, so I, I understand what you were doing. But at the same time, it is it is nice to be able to actually do something after we record. So, yeah, I'm well, like I'm go. liking your new schedule. How are you liking your new schedule? I, I like it. I'm I'm still adjusting. Yeah, I don't want to you know go into it great length, but, you know, I'm I'm getting the law. The law firm side of me is getting kind of sorted out and the clients are getting wrangled and everybody's happy and. Um, I, the best part is the tons of tweets and emails I've received from Mac Power Users listeners congratulating me and wishing me well. I, I've tried to respond to most of them, but I haven't responded to all of them. Thank you, everyone, so much. I mean, how many people in the world can can quit their job and have like the whole internet say, "Hey, you know what, buddy, we're behind you." It's just, it really just feels great. Um, Actually, in relation to that, we're doing a show today on the Workflows app for iOS. So, you know, I told you I was going to get more content out now that I've, um, you know, not working for the man. Uh, so I have more content. I, I'm, I've got a video that's, that's going to be out when this show goes live. It's not quite done as we record it. Uh, but I've done a whole video on this app called Workflows that we love. And so I'm going to do two versions of it. There's going to be a shorter version that's going to be free. So anybody that wants to listen to it and doesn't want to spend any money, that's cool. I am okay with that. Just watch the the short version and see if that helps you. And if you want to go for the, you know, the the full enchilada, you can buy it. I don't even know what the price is going to be as we record this, but it'll be uh, reasonably priced and you can get the whole thing and, and watch a whole screen flow of workflow. How's that? Yeah. And throw a little money to support the, uh, the independent lawyer working uh, Max Sparky yeah, man. Yeah, I don't want to beg for money, but I do appreciate your support and I hope the video is helpful. So if you want yeah. it, get it if you don't get it just because of that um anyway um so let's talk about this workflows app uh, this is a legendary application on the mac power users because i got i got into the beta early and i started talking about it on the show because i thought it was going to be coming out any day and then it took like four months to come out <laughs> i know and in fact i kept saying stop talking about this it's not coming where you know it's yeah. here i personally got to tell you i was really concerned that it was one of these apps that was never going to come out because kind of during this whole period of time uh, we were starting to hear about all of these app rejections that were happening. And, you know, I think they might have gotten caught up a little bit in that, They, but maybe they didn't. And then all of a sudden, here it came. Yeah. And it's interesting because the application itself was going through this at the time that Apple seemed to be kind of aggressive about calling apps out of the app store and uh, just seemed like they were kind of going through a persnickety phase there for a while. And I got worried that that was a problem as well. I'm sure this thing got a lot of review at Apple because we're going to talk in a minute about how they make this magic happen. And it's not, you know, this is not any easy bit of work. These guys had to work really hard to make this happen. But but the application, as we record, it's $299. And it's essentially automator for the iPad and iPhone. You know, it's a um it's an application that allows you to stack uh, little tasks together and make great things happen on your iPad and iPhone. I I just can't believe it happens. It's universal. You buy it once. It works both on the iPad and the iPhone. And 
I think maybe before we get into the specifics of what you would do with the application, I'd like to kind of stay at the theoretical level for a while. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So automation on iOS so far has usually had some kind of what I would call a media starting point. And for me, the poster child of this is drafts, my beloved drafts. So it's a, it's an application. You open it up, you type in text and text is your media starting point is what I'm going to call it. And then drafts does amazing things with that text. It okay. sends it sends it to somewhere else, and the 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 starting point of this was the you know um, what was it the X callback URL scheme that yeah, was, URL schemes yeah. yeah but but drafts has gone way beyond that and oh I know still, but that's how it initially started is you were tying these apps together and and then we got some app interoperability but you started somewhere and it would send something somewhere else yeah and and to use the automator analogy for those Mac nerds out there um, automator has the ability to create services and services can be based on different types of data you feed it. Like you can create a service that will take a bit of text and it will email it or do things with it. But it, it, the starting point has to be text. Um, and then you can have a different service that can use as a starting point, an image, and it can resize it and do things with it. And once again, that uh, automator action will not work unless you have the appropriate media to begin with. So on the iOS uh, uh, platform, uh, you know, drafts to me was like the poster child of all this. It really showed that you could, if you had a set type of media to begin with and you had a really smart developer, you could do some really interesting things. And that was great. Okay. Um, and like you said, they tie into URL schemes and they're still useful. But workflow is different because workflow doesn't... Um, doesn't start with a, an assumed media workflow can start with text, but it can also start with pictures or a song or a video or a PDF or a map location. This application um, is kind of like a Rosetta stone for moving data between different applications. So whereas an application like drafts, you create that media, that starting point, you create the text right in drafts In workflow. You're taking bits from one application and moving them to another application. And this is the thing. When I first heard about it, I thought it was a joke. I didn't even think such a thing could exist on iOS. And they've got the tons of different input methods. I mean, and, and they're continuing to add them when they released uh, they had dozens and dozens of different input methods. And then 1.1 just came out. Was it two weeks ago as we were recording this? No, I, think? I think it's more like about a month by now. But Maybe, the, uh, yeah. And then they added even more input methods. Yeah. So everything so, from, you know, websites to URLs to contacts to emails to phone numbers to uh, photos to PDFs. Yeah, and, I mean, and, it goes on and on. I want to go through those in detail in a minute. But just okay. to kind of stay at the hypo, you know, at the theoretical level a little bit longer. Um, so how does it work? Um, it feels like cheating. What they, what they're doing is they came up with their own framework for the application that the developers did. And that Rosetta stone thing I was talking about, it's called content kit. And it's something that the developers of workflow made themselves and it can take data from different formats and make them work together. And that's why this just isn't possible with any other app that we've ever seen before. I guess someone could maybe reinvent the wheel now that this has been done, but it's really an amazing thing. So, uh, for example, when you take a, um, a song file out of, out of the, uh, iTunes music library, it's got cover art. It's also got a text with a name. It's also got the audio file. That is the song. This application has the, the ability to parse through that stuff. 
not only can it see those different kinds of data, then it can take the data out and then use it in a different location. Like it can take the name and take the text and put that into a text message, or it can take the cover art and put that into a a photography or, or an image workflow. And all this stuff is working right within this application. I mean, uh, even with the great days of iOS 8 and the ability to have extensions, you're still limited by the type of data you're working with. For instance, a PDF application is only going to share PDF data. Workflows really blurs that line in ways that I just didn't think were possible. So, you know, kudos to those guys for making this amazing system that allows us to automate the iPad and the iPhone like was never possible before. And we've been talking it for a while. I know it's kind of a thing out there on the internet. People are aware of it. But when I said we were going to do the show, I got a bunch of emails and text messages saying, well, okay, that's great, but I'm not, I bought the app. I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do with it because it's like you have these unlimited possibilities and it's almost paralyzing. It's, so, too, it, it's overwhelming for people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to go through a little bit about the types of tools available here, because like Automator, a working knowledge of all the various things it can do is a really great uh, primer. Because if you keep that around in your head, the next time you run into a stumbling block, you're going to say, oh, wait a second, this is something that workflows could solve for me. And it can. You'll find applications that maybe you're jumping between two, three, four applications to get something done. You can combine all of this into one double tap in the workflow app, or you can combine it all into one extension tap because the app actually can create extensions for you. So it's really, I think it's enlightening once you start getting into it. So why don't we start talking about the types of tools available in workflow? And probably the easiest way to do this, if you're listening on your phone or your um at your computer is to pull out your phone and actually open up the workflow app if you have it and go through the process of starting to create a new workflow. And when you slide over uh, to the left, it will bring up what is a very comprehensive list of, of actions. And I don't know if you want to call these building blocks or Legos that you can, you know, tab on top of each other. But I was, you know, surprised at first that that's not even all of them. That's just a list of su suggested actions. Do you realize that when you say Lego in the plural and you Legos. put an S on the end? Does that bother you? It doesn't bother me that much, but there is a whole group of people out there right now that are that are pounding something hard against something else hard. Lego. Got it. Yeah. I, I actually put that in a book once, and boy, did I get a lot of response about that. Um, At least okay. you know they were reading it. Hey, that's cool. Everybody's got their thing, right? Just like me and Macworld. Whenever people used to capitalize the W in Macworld, that used to make me really upset. Siri still does it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Maybe it's like a dig. I'm not really sure. But anyway, so we're not going to go through and, and catalog them all, but I just like to talk generally about the categories. The first category of these building blocks for uh, workflow is is apps. And that's basically saying, you know, what can workflow yank out of your existing apps? Like, and a, a good example is day one. I like day one for my diary entries. Um, there is a workflow. Um, uh, we should come up with a, a common, an action, a workflow action that will create a day one entry. So if I have um, a piece of text 
saved can, to your clipboard or just yeah, highlighted. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If I have a workflow going, I can drop in at the end. I can just drag over create day one entry. It's going to grab that, go to day one, open a new entry, and pop that text in for me. Um, I was talking about drafts earlier in the show. That's another one. Uh, drafts works a lot with workflows. You can add to a draft, so you can like append text to a draft. Um, you can get the contents out of a specific draft, or you can run a drafts action. So all the automation in drafts, you can bootstrap right into the workflows app. And that's uh, a big deal that I don't think people realize because as many actions as workflow has, there's still some that you can create actions and drafts that go beyond what workflows can do. So this just allows you to extend the functionality of workflows even further. Yeah. For example, I've got a drafts um, workflow or drafts action um, that sends a text message or an email off to my sisters. Cause you know, sometimes something funny happens. I want to share it with them quickly and it's very easy to type the text, type a button and send it off. Well, I could incorporate that action into one of these workflows if I wanted just through the drafts connection. Um, two apps that get a lot of, um, of workflow actions support are Dropbox and Evernote. And that mm -hmm. makes perfect sense to me because both of those applications are, you know, both file intensive and frankly, text intensive, especially with the case of Evernote. Um, so why not have the ability to create some kind of entry automatically log it to Evernote. For example, uh, you could, just as I'm sitting here, I haven't created this one yet, but I could. Um, because Workflow has such great access to the maps, I could get the location of where I'm going, the location of where I'm at. It could actually calculate the distance between those, and I could have it save a text file or append to a note in Evernote if I was keeping track of that stuff for, for taxes or for expense reporting. And all of that stuff is doable right in the workflows application. Okay. Um, so you want to talk about some of the other apps that, that commonly show like OmniFocus is there, Fantastical, kind of all the usual suspects, Google Maps. Um, you can even open an item in iBooks in the iBooks app, which is really great for PDFs. Um, the tw TweetBot gets support text tool. I guess it depends also what applications you have installed on your device. You can but, even request an Uber from within workflow. Oh, can you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? You know, so you've got a, a variety of actions available from the third party applications. And then the next entry of categories of actions in workflow that I think are worth looking at are the calendar ones. And uh, this is a part of the application that I I am continually impressed with. Um, not only can it look at your calendar events, it can filter and parse out specific information from your calendar. Um, one of the workflows I'm going to talk about later is um, I've got one that will, um, on a tap of a button, it'll go, it'll find my next appointment in my calendar. It will pull out the address from the appointment. Then it'll go to Google Street View and show me a picture of where I'm going. Hmm. And um, that's one I created, one of my custom ones. And I'm going to talk through later in the show exactly how I did that. But that's all possible because the calendar parsing is so tight that it can actually go into the calendar event and find the address of the next appointment. But it's not just creating calendar events and viewing your calendar events, although it does that very well. Uh, with the calendar actions, you can also do date and time magic. 
which yeah. is important for, you know, if you're developing a paperless workflow, if you're saving things. And I know one of the things that you advocate, David, is is saving things by date and making sure that everything has a, a proper date on it. You know, if you add, and that's what I've started doing is for these workflows where I'm adding things to Evernote or where I'm adding things to Dropbox, adding in that date functionality so I can, um, you know, create the title automatically with today's date and even formatting the date the way that I like the date to be formatted. Those are all functions that you can build in within workflow. Yeah, I didn't look. Can you put your your periods in there? Or I do. do. You, I do. Oh, see, you put your period. I could put my dashes. So, um, and, and so what Katie's saying is not only can it go pull a date, but it, it can actually query you to insert a date. So let's say you wanted to take a document and save it to a specified folder in Dropbox. Um, and you maybe always know the name of it because it's always your visa statement or whatever, but you want to get the date right. You can actually have workflow ask you to input the date and it will adjust it to the appropriate format, add that to the name and save it to Dropbox. But it's not even going to ask you because workflow is smart. It knows what the date is. Yeah. But, but going back to my paperless talk, um, sometimes the date of the document creation is not the same date that you want to use for the name. That's true. You've got the ability to do either. Sure. Uh, you know, the first time I put a workflow together and it asked me a question, you know, it made me feel kind of like a developer, <laughs> you know, you've got this, you've got this workflow that the application will, it's actually, you are making small applications and they will ask you questions. You've actually got the ability to use variables, which are just key to really some of the more powerful workflows you can make. And, um, I think I'm going too deep in the weeds already, Katie Floyd. I can't help myself, but the, uh, it's really powerful and, and it's not that hard. I know if you're listening to this, your head may already be spinning. He's talking about this content kit. Oh my goodness. I'm just going to go listen to some other show. Don't, don't just hang in, get this app and try it out because it will save you a lot of time. If you just spend a little bit of time figuring it out. And Hey, if you're listening to Mac power users, you're, you want to be geeky once in a while, right? So let's let's cover perhaps not quite in as much depth, because I agree, you are starting to get into the weeds, you know, some of the other types of actions that you can do. Obviously, you can access your calendar, which means you can also access things like reminders and things like contacts. Yeah. Um, and that also includes um, ancillary things like um, email addresses that go within contacts or phone numbers or um, all of those things that you have stored within that information. Uh, but- you can... But once again, you have the filtering. So I know, I know you're going to hold me down, but the, uh, because you've got filtering, you can go in and query specific details out of contents, contacts. So it's just so much more than the typical, you know, give me the name and address of this person. You can, you can actually create filters and say, you know, display the people that I have tagged with this name in the notes field or something like that. It's, it's really remarkable. I'm still a little bit in shock that this thing made it through the system. Um, documents is another tab that you have. So not only can you, uh, you, you've got document control. You know, we talked about that uh, iOS never really has had a true file system. Um, but I think the document control in here is pretty amazing. You can, you can grab documents, you can zip them up, you can save them in different places, whether it be to Evernote or Dropbox or to iCloud or to Goodreader or to uh, various different apps that you have installed, uh, make PDF from documents. These are really powerful actions. Yeah, I mean, for so long, we've talked about, you know, boy, if I just had a simple way to take any document and convert it to PDF, 
there's an action here. So you can grab a document, convert it to PDF. It still doesn't solve the problem of allowing you to take a mail message in the native app, at least, and um, and exporting it to PDF because it doesn't give you extension support. Boy, I, I wish they would do that. Just as a little side note, if anybody from Apple's listening, if you just put that little extension button in Apple Mail with iOS 9, I will be forever grateful. Um, Before but, everybody writes in, yes, we know Dispatch does it. Yeah, we do. But it would be nice if Apple Mail did it as well. Um or the quick look is another one in the documents tab that you can use all the time. So as you're running these workflows, you can just drop in a quick look and it will display the image of whatever it is you're working with for you. So you can see that, you know what you, that you're dealing with the same thing that you think you are dealing with. Um, uh, maps also gets a lot of support. As I talked about earlier, not only can you get your location, you can get the, the details of a separate location. You can search for specific businesses. Uh, one of the sample workflows that you can download is find a local pizza place, but you could do this for anything. I mean, if you've got a, um, if you're sick and like Katie's not feeling well, you could put one in there to search for the nearest drugstore and just keep it as a workflow. If you're sick often and you travel. Um, and it can also calculate travel times, which is very powerful. Travel time, distance. It can get. It can uh, run a workflow to give you directions. Um, you know, like I, I can. Um, another one I've customized. I guess. Well, I'm, I am jumping ahead, but th there is the ability in this application for one of the sample workflows you can download. Is you can have it send a text message to a loved one that says, "I'm currently." at location X, and then it would insert that location and it will figure out how far away you are from home. And it'll say, I will be home in X number of minutes and all that's a workflow. So it just sends a text message off. So if you're working late and you know, you're just leaving right now and you want your significant other to know, you just fire off a workflow. It figures out where you are, how far you are from home and sends a text message to that person telling them. You can do more with that. And we'll talk about customizing those in a minute. Uh, photos and videos that has lots of controls, including being able to do things like find specific types of photos, um, being able to filter images based on a number of criteria, based on its size, um, based on when it was taken. It can it has um, a lot of new editing features, and I believe some of those were added in version 1.1. It also has the ability to uh, make GIFs or to make videos and even delete photos. And I use quite a bit of those in some of my workflow actions. And once again, you can filter. So you can look for images that have a specific pixel size or were made on a specific device. And I mean, um, one of the things or, or screenshots, you know, as somebody who writes about this stuff, I'm always dealing with that screenshot issue. Um, I made a workflow action back in the beta. I want to take credit for this one, Katie, because I made it up before they started giving it away. And it's a um, it's a workflow that takes advantage of the um, of the ability to look directly in your library for screenshots. And then it takes also advantage of the ability to automatically send it to yourself, you know, with some of the nice iOS 8 goodness. Like, um, let's see here. Um, I, I do this like with, um, what is it, air sharing or file sharing? Airdrop. Airdrop, yeah. So uh, you've got you've got a workflow that says, okay, get the latest screenshots and then airdrop it. So you fire this off and it goes into your device. It says, okay, here's your last, and it's a variable. So you can say, show me, it's got a, you can insert an input. So give me the last three screenshots. And then it'll open up airdrop and it'll show you your Mac or your iPad or whatever other 
iOS 8 or Mac um, AirDrop devices you have available, and it'll send them over. Um, the version I made with the original, you know, before it, they did the built-in workflow was I would also delete the photos because once I send them, I don't want to see them anymore on my, my iOS device. They were just there temporarily anyway. Yeah, I've customized know, to add that as well. Yeah, and, and all you have to do to do that is take the action from the photos menu we just talked about. This is delete photos and drag it on to the workflow and it's done. It's This stuff is not that hard. That's why I want you to watch the video. Even if you don't, you know, get the full thing. Just watch the the partial one because it'll really give you a good idea of how this works. Um, you can also do music. And once again, it's not just a question of start playing a playlist, but it can actually go in and find music with specific details and create, in essence, playlist on that. Um, and then you can combine that with other actions as well. Like you could combine it with a timer to say, OK, play music for a certain amount of time and then stop playing music. So. Um, you're creating little applications right on your iPad without a lick of programming knowledge. And that's very powerful. You want to talk about scripting? We can talk about it. I'm not sure that I'm more qualified to talk about it, but this is where workflow starts to get incredibly powerful is if you know a little bit about scripting or if you're willing to dive into this, now you can do all kinds of things with your workflow, including starting to add variables to your workflow. So you can do things like choose menus or you can... Um, uh, set variables to your workflow. And so that's where you can do things like, you know, pull information for this if it, if it's this, and if not, then do this and repeat this until this happens. And, uh, you know, so you're, you're really, again, creating little programs here. Yeah. And this isn't a, you know, full on programming language, but it has, if it has repeat, it has variables, um, it has the wait statement. Like for instance, when I was talking a few minutes ago about my little workflow to play and then stop music. So in the evening I've made this workflow and it, it will, I'll, I'll hit it. And what it does is it starts the iTunes library and then it waits and it uses a variable. I put it in there. It's based on seconds. So I'll put it in there for, you know, whatever, what, whatever number of seconds I want times 60 to get the minutes. And then, and when the, the waiting period is over, it just stops the music. It's not a very complicated workflow, but this is available because of these scripting languages. And it also has device data, which is really great. For instance, you can get the battery level. Or you can change the brightness. In fact, as I'm sitting here, I got I got thinking, I need to try and make one that says when the battery level gets low, turn the brightness down, you know, to try and preserve my um my battery life. I right. don't know if that'll work. I'm gonna have to see if if I can do that or not. But I mean there's just a whole bunch of stuff there. It's got math operators, you can do change uh, formats, you can have a random number generator. If you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, you can turn your iPad into a twelve sided dice or whatever. Um, it's got the ability to ask for inputs. And if you're, you know, if you're really down with this stuff, it's got the ability to run shell scripts. So, I mean, there's just a lot you can do from the scripting menu. And, you know, like someone like Federico Vitici is probably going crazy with this because uh, he's a, a Python scripter. Um, if you're into that, that's available to you as well. So once again, it's making the application more powerful. Uh, the next category of actions is probably one of the most useful for everybody, and it's called sharing. And from there, uh, you can take the results of whatever 
script or whatever action you put together in your workflow and you can post it to Facebook or you can tweet it or you can airdrop it to yourself or you can post it to Tumblr or, or send it out to the clipboard or send an email or send a message. I mean, it just goes on and on the various things you can do with this. And once again, it also depends on what applications you're running. For instance, you need to have the Tumblr app installed in order to use the Tumblr um, action. But all of this is not complicated. All you do is drag over the little action into your screen and you're off to the races. Well, we've kind of alluded it to a while. Do you want to just dive in and talk about some of the sample workflows and how you yeah. get started with one? Yeah, I'm sorry, other, everybody. Otherwise, we, go, can, otherwise we can stay in the, in the weeds here forever. Yeah, I, I think we should do that. Why, why don't we take a sponsor break? Okay. And then let's talk about specific uses. Sounds like a plan, because that's what everybody wants to know is, okay, yeah, okay, know. okay, I get it. How can I, I use this? I can't help myself sometimes. I really can't. Yeah, you got to be Max Markey. Okay, um, so PDF Pen is our sponsor today. Smile is the exclusive sponsor of today's show. And there's a new version of PDF Pen for the Mac out, version 7. And it's really great. Um, they've got a, a brand new modern Yosemite user interface. And they've added some really great features as well. Uh, you've got the ability now to proof the OCR text from your scanned pages. This is something I've never been able to do before. Now, you know that when you have a PDF, you can, you can run an OCR, optical character recognition, pass on it. And and it'll give you it'll allow you to select text in the document. Um, but what you, you don't actually see that separate layer of text that's usually embedded in the file. You're only seeing the words on the screen. So when the OCR runs on your your words on a normal PDF, it may misrecognize a word as something else, but you'll never know because it's not going to go and change the words on the text on the screen. So with this new version of PDF Pen, what Smile did is they made you, gave you the ability to display that text layer. And so you can actually see the words that the PDF application thinks it read out of the document. You can even go in and make changes to those. So it's, it's really great. Um, and now they support document sharing with the iCloud. So all this stuff uh, makes it much easier for you to work with OCR documents with PDF Pen. Now, with PDF Pen Pro, they've added even more additional features. For instance, uh, in the last version, they added the ability to export a PDF to Word document. It's a really great feature. Now you can also go to Excel, PowerPoint, and the PDF archive format, which is really great for legal legal types because the PDFA format is becoming really the standard with a lot of like courts and public um, public entities. Um, you can also edit that OCR text from your scanned page like I was talking about. You can create PDF forms, with interactive signature fields. They've added this really cool signature tool now and you can create that signature uh, field right in the application. Um, you can create cross-platform fillable PDFs. You can add interactive signatures. Uh, you can edit the table of contents like it's always had, and you can convert websites to PDFs just by typing the URL that, oh, I just used that earlier today. That's a great feature. And you can correct typos in the OCR text layer. So uh, PDF Pen 7 is a is a big improvement over the last version. Uh, you can download a sample of it over at smilesoftware.com. I, I encourage you to do so and see some of the great stuff they've been adding. I know about the PDF 7.1 update. I've seen some of the stuff they they've got in it and they are specifically addressing some of the questions our Mac power users listeners had when we did our PDF show a few months ago. So I can't wait to tell you about that, but that's a secret still. 
But all I can tell you is the guys at Smile are just continuing to make this application better and better. So go check it out uh, um, at smilesoftware.com. Thank you, Smile, for all the support. And give PDF Pin and PDF Pin Pro 7 a chance on your computer. I bet you'll end up sticking with it. So one of the things that I thought was brilliant that Workflow did right off the bat is is they tend, they acknowledge the fact that, you know, this is a different app and we, we really need to show people how to use this. So when you first run the app, it walks you through the process of creating a sample workflow. And some people may find that annoying because, you know, you've got the screen that you have to walk through. But I think it's important because if you don't, you really don't understand exactly what you're getting into. And so before you can even use the app for the first time, you're going to create your first workflow, which includes, I, what is it? Is it, is it's creating a GIF, isn't it? I think yeah, is the an sample workflow. GIF. Right. Is it GIF or JIF? I can don't say. Can we start that battle? No, let's don't. But I don't say JIF, but I think that I, is I really like is. peanut butter, so I'm just going to say JIF. It makes me happy. Okay. And so it, it's, I think it's a three-step workflow. Maybe it's two-step, but it's, you know, take three these steps. pictures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three. So it takes three pictures, then it gives you a little preview of it, and then you can either send it as an email, send it as a text message, or do a variety of other things with it. Right. But it's basically taking you through three different steps, using three different processes, and all of a sudden you've created this animated GIF of whatever you want to do and send it off. And so boom, now you've created your first workflow using the app. And then once you get into the workflow app, you can then explore all of the various actions that we've talked about. But if that's a little intimidating, they've also created this workflow gallery. And I think many of those right off the bat were created by the workflow developers. But I have seen, you know, people can submit their ideas and their workflows to the workflow gallery um, and get featured in the gallery. Yeah. So, and this was something that the, um, the developers did, like you said, to kind of give you an example. But if you, if you have just listened to the last half hour and your head is spinning, you're like, Dave, I don't care about any of this stuff. I don't want to try and figure this out. You're still good because these workflow gallery uh, workflows are really good and you can just download them and start using them. You don't have to spend any of your time figuring out how to build a, a workflow. You can just and there's like probably 50 of them in the gallery. I haven't counted. Um, and you can just download those and create all these little mini applications right in the app. Well, and not only can you create them from the gallery or just save the ones from the gallery, but once you get a little more comfortable with it, the idea is you can take the ones from the gallery and then start tweaking them and then start expanding them. Yeah, so, it's a great. It's a great point. Launching point to start tinkering. Right. So, you know, one of the perfect examples you talked about, David, is, you know, they have a get screenshots example in the gallery and and share it. Well, but, you know, as you said, in your original screenshots uh, sample, you deleted the screenshot afterwards just by adding a couple of extra steps. Well, you can add that very quickly to the gallery as soon as you get comfortable using Workflow. Yeah. So and you would just go in there and the the, the gallery has one called AirDrop Screenshot and you tap it and it. It essentially downloads and installs it within the application, and then you can run it. And then if you wanted to delete it, all you have to do is go into the list of actions and search for the word delete photo, or just go into the photos directory. It's right there. And just drag it into the end, and that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, think actually, I think it's actually two steps to delete a screenshot. I think you then have to then get, again, the most recent however many screenshots and then delete them after they've been shared. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It's really not difficult to uh, to take one and start tweaking it. 
And, and like I said, just do it. Like even some of them have like text in them, like the one I was talking about earlier, which I think is really useful to send to your significant other, the little text message that says, I'm leaving now and I'll be home in 30 minutes or 27 minutes or whatever it is. You could customize the text in that, you know, just to the person that you're sending it to, or you could maybe send it to multiple people if you want to send it to your spouse and your children. Um, so it's it's all this stuff. Once you start kind of getting in there and seeing that it, it nothing's going to break if you do this stuff, this is this is another thing that's similar to Automator. People are intimidated by Automator because they're afraid something will go wrong. This is just a little workflow you're making. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But your phone is still going to be fine. You're still going to make calls on it. So you can be a little more you know adventurous with this stuff. And they have different categories of these extensions in the gallery. They have featured, and then they have ones that specifically integrate sharing extensions and one that specifically integrate the clipboard and uh, ones that integrate action extensions. So I think you're right. I think between the whole set, there's there's probably about 30 to 50 of them. Yeah. And they have things like one of the ones you can download is Get Lyrics. Well, it's kind of fun when you're listening to music with your kids and you just open up workflow surreptitiously and suddenly, you know, lyrics to songs that an old man like me is never supposed to know, you know, <laughs> and I'm sure I could go on the web and search them. But with the, with this workflow, it just does it for me and gives me the text right away. It's just much faster. It go, and, and that's an interesting one. The Get Lyrics one, you can download it. Once again, this is one of the built in ones. It's going to the iTunes app and it's not getting the song it's getting the song name. So it's not getting the song file. It's getting the name out. That's one of these filtering abilities that it has. And then it's going to the web and it's grabbing that, taking that name and then searching and pulling down the lyrics. And then it puts the lyrics on the screen for me. And all of that is done very quickly. We're going to talk in a minute about how you can, how you can activate these workflows for now. All I'm talking about is you've got, you open the workflows app and you tap the button and it, it runs, but there's actually even better ways to do that, which I'll, which we'll talk about in a minute. Another one that's like that is the tip calculator. It has a built-in tip calculator. And, you know, I know that's like a Seinfeld joke, right? You know, that you get a fancy computer and everybody uses it as a tip calculator. But why not kind of customize your own? And I, so I took the one that was built in and I added a separate query inside it that says, you know, was the service good, great, or awesome? And then it'll calculate different tip amounts based on, you know, whatever you decide. So what is, what, what is what is an awesome tip versus a good tip? I, you know what? I always I almost always give 20%. I, I have so many friends that worked in the service industry. I have a really hard time yeah. giving them anything less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I think the tip calculator is designed to, to tip 18%. Yeah, so I like that. We'll, no we'll, get, we'll get so much email about that. I probably shouldn't open that can of worms, but yeah, just, that's okay. Just curious. Why, why don't you also talk about credit cards and... Um, yeah, <laughs> debit yeah. cards again, Katie. We, we, we definitely should have that conversation again. Um, we're, anyway. You know what? We're just we're not going to talk about anything other than like Mac versus PC and Star Trek versus Star Wars because that generates far worse, far less controversy than any financial topic we've ever delved into. Um, but but that's just an example. Um, another one that is built in is speak text to page. So if you're on a website and you just want to listen to it, um, I mean, there's some really great downloadable uh, workflows, and some of them are very simple, and some of them are very complicated. Even some of the ones you may not want to use, but 
they are doing like things with calendars that you want to see how they work. There's nothing wrong with just downloading them to kind of see how they built it. So you can kind of use that as a jumping off point for something you want to do. And, and there's nothing wrong with, like I said, trying to customize these. In fact, with version 1.1, they added the ability to duplicate a workflow. So I would recommend if you really want to start tearing one apart, it's not a bad idea to duplicate it first. Right. And I, I wish that there was an ability to um, copy and paste pieces of a workflow to grab pieces of it and pull it into another workflow. Maybe they'll add that in a different and a, yeah. a future update. That would be a nice feature. Um, what are some of your other favorites among the, um, what are some of your other favorites among the, the gallery workflows? Um, one of the ones that I've, I've downloaded and, and customized a little bit um, is there's, there's two that I like uh, that are kind of similar. One is um, running late and one is where's next. Yeah. Um, and the running late one, what it will do, and I think you kind of talked about it a little bit, is it will pull events off of your calendar and it will then you pick the event that you want and it will then get the travel time to that event and then pre-populate a text message that and I customize this text a little bit, but says something like I'm running a little late. I'll be there in and then input the amount of driving time that it takes to get to that destination. Now, of course, in order for this to work, you have to have inputted the address of the event on your calendar. Um, but I've tried to get in the habit of doing that now that iCal will start uh, calculating travel time. So that's, yeah. a, that's a good one. That's something that I, I'm doing often now. And also, if you use the calendars app, it does a pretty good job if you start typing in the calendars, name of where you're yes. going. I see how you corrected me there. <laughs> I called it iCal. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. Um, it's okay. Yeah. It will always be iCal in my heart. So you said running late and uh, home ETA. What was the other one that you just mentioned? Uh, where's next is another one that will, um, again, very similar. It will get the calendar event and then it will get the address and then it will give you driving directions to that address. Yeah. And what I did, the, the one I talked about earlier is, is similar. And that one is, I have to look it up. See, I have, I have so many. One of the problems I have is I have so many right now on my screen that I actually have to kind of look for it. I call it see next event location. And w the first thing it does is it gets upcoming events and it, it searches all calendars and it, it has to be something that's happening today. And it only pulls one event and that always pulls the next event. Um, and then the next is a filter I run. It's called get location. So get details of calendar events and I get the location out of that. And then I have a get a, a street view image and that's a Google maps action that you just drag in. And if I do that, you know, it's, I'm good. So long as there's an address there, if there's not an address, it's not going to give me a location, but then I don't really have an address and I probably don't need to see where I'm going anyway. Let's take a minute to talk about um, what you do with these workflows. How, you know, how do you activate them? Because we haven't, we've been kind of dodging around that question for the show so far. Well, um, and that's changed a little bit with, with version 1.1, cause you have a couple of different options for activating them. Um, one that I use quite a bit is you can designate a workflow to uh, specifically be in a share extension. And those are great for workflows that uh, perhaps you want to activate from Safari is, is probably my biggest use case. Yeah. So if you've got one that can take a, like one of the things that they can do a lot with, we didn't mention it earlier, but they also have a whole series of actions on text and web stuff. And so a URL, you know, Safari web address, you can 
you can do an action with that. And that's something you want to be able to grab right from Safari and you do it as a share extension. But let, I want to, you, you, you jumped to the end of the line there. So let me kind of go through. I wasn't aware there was a line. Oh, well, there I see is. The, if you I look at the, the outline. I see the line now. Yes. That's, that's the most complicated one. Is that's my favorite of, one, though. I know. But let's just kind of help everybody get along. So the first one is you can activate a workflow right in the Workflows app. And Workflows is in my dock at this point because I'm using it so much. Wow. So you can, you can open the Workflows application. And with, with the version 1.0, you actually had to open the workflow and then hit the little play button to get one to work. And that always felt to me kind of tedious. Uh, with version 1.1, if you just double tap the name of the workflow, it runs the workflow, which makes a lot more sense. Okay. Um, but you don't need to just open the app. I mean, if you think about that, oh, I have to open an app to do all this stuff. Well, all of a sudden it's not feeling that efficient to me. Um, you can also export a workflow to a Launch Center Pro button. Hmm which is kind of cool. If you're a big Launch Center Pro user or if you've been looking for an excuse to use Launch Center Pro, you can combine it. So it's basically, then you've got a nice um, graphical user interface that's got these workflows right there. You tap a button, it happens. You also have the ability to export a workflow to a home screen icon. And basically it's doing some tricky stuff behind the scenes. If you tap on this button on your home screen, like tell spouse I'm leaving now, you know, button, like we were talking about earlier, you can just tap that on your home screen and it sends the text message off. You don't have to open the workflow app at all. So that's pretty cool. All those are kind of like independent app. There are so many parallels between this stuff and automator. I just cannot get over it. But anyway, um, then the other way you can do it with Katie was talking about is these extensions. And, and when you create an extension, um, you cannot create a separate extension for each workflow. Um, it doesn't work that way. The way extensions work in iOS eight is an application can have one extension. So anything that you've designated to be part of an extension goes into the workflow and then it works that way. Now here's my one tip. Cause you were talking about how you were having trouble organizing your workflows. Yeah. The ones that I run almost exclusively via extension, those for me are kind of hidden down at the very bottom of my list. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and and when you're in the application, you can do the long tap and drag to move things around, just like moving things around your home screen. Uh, they've got icons uh, with 1.1. Now you can use even custom artwork with your icons and you can set colors for them. So if I spend a little bit of time getting more organized here, I think I'd, I'd be a lot better. Like I could have audio workflows versus word workflows, blah, blah, blah. Um, but well, it's a. Uh, do it's a, it's do a, you have any designated organization method or, or any color scheme or color coding or anything like that with your workflows? I, I've got some, but it, I haven't really. Um, let's just say it'll be better by the time the video comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't have great. I mean, I try I try to make the icon. I don't have any custom icons at this point. I try to make the icon somewhat resemble something that's that's clickable. Um, yeah. I, I try to have my work-related workflows be orange just because kind of the, the logo for our, my office is orange. So orange has always stood out as a smart as a, smart. as a work. And then I try to have the ones that are tied into Evernote be green because obviously green is the, the Evernote color. Um, and then, you know, kind of personal ones, the ones that relate to home or, or blue. But beyond that, I haven't gotten very far. Well, it, it is a, a remarkable application that with a little bit of investment of time, you're going to find tons of uses for. And I, I think this is one um, for anybody that does any significant amount of work on their iPad and iPhone. This is one where the time you put into it, you're going to get back. So 
so it's worth doing. Why don't we talk about our sponsor one last time, and then let's go through some of the workflows that we haven't mentioned yet and some of the ones that we received from some of the listeners as we were prepping the show. Yeah. Well, as David said, our exclusive sponsor for this episode is our good friends over at Smile. Um, they're the makers of the fantastic PDF pen, and the new version 7 is is out now. Um, but Smile asked me to talk a little bit about how you can get into PDF pen. You know, if you haven't tried it yet, how do you get past that initial barrier to entry? Although I must say it's not hard. Uh, and Smile has really made it easy to get into PDF pen. Uh, they do some things like, number one, there's a free trial version on their website, so you can go over to their website at Smile software.com slash MPU uh, and download the free trial from their website. Uh, use it, get used to it, and and see what you can do. But if you want to learn even more, this Max Sparky character who's gotten to this video thing, uh, you know, he's making one about workflows. Well, he's made several about PDF pen. So if you uh, go to smallsoftware.com, uh, click on PDF pen, and then click on the videos tab, you'll find a whole slew of video tutorials. And these are short. They're usually just a couple of minutes each, and you can play one or you can play them all. And you can learn all about P what's new in PDF pen. You can learn about what's new. You can learn how to use features like PDF markup. You can learn how to add your signature to a PDF. You can learn uh, how to use PDF forms or how to save things to iCloud or Dropbox or how to touch up images, uh, how to use optical character recognition, how to correct and redact text. You can learn about all of the PDF features, and then you can learn about how does PDF Pen compare to PDF Pen Pro, because he walks you through uh, all of the great features of PDF Pen Pro. So head over to the video tutorial page and watch one, watch two, or just heck, at this point, just watch all of them um, because take a look at those videos. There's some really interesting Easter eggs in there. Uh, David, David makes you makes you think a little bit. Um, and then there's also a great take control ebook that you can pick up over on their website for ten bucks. It's it's over 177 pages. Um, I'm not sure if it's been updated yet for version seven, um, but it it tells you. If you really want to be a PDF pen power user, uh, the Take Control ebook is the way to go. So you can find all of these great resources over at smilesoftware.com. And keep in mind, there is that free trial. So if you want to uh, play around with it while you're learning all these new things, you can download the free trial and do that. Uh, and when you do, please be sure that you let them know that we sent you. So thanks to Smile for their continued support of Mac power users. That was a lot of fun playing with that new version, PDF pen 7. Um, let's talk about the, uh, some of these workflows that we heard from listeners or have just seen otherwise on the internet. Um, one of them was from Mike, uh, who, uh, from tech advance, Mike has been a guest on our show and he did one on affiliate links. Did you try that one out? I use this one. This is perhaps one of my favorite workflows because it really solves a problem for me on iOS. I had this I had this worked out um, on the Mac with uh, Text Expander. I think I was using some of Dr. Durang's uh, magic to create affiliate links with Text Expander. And if if you don't know what I'm talking about, affiliate links is uh, if you link to a product in the Mac App Store or the iTunes Store or on Amazon, there's a way that you can put a little code in there to an affiliate link. And, and if you purchase something, we get a little bit of a kickback. And so uh, Mike figured out a way to create a workflow for that because that was a little bit harder to do on iOS. And it's easy. So it takes anything that is on your clipboard. Uh, it figures out whether it's an Amazon or an iTunes link. You put in your little code from Amazon and iTunes into the workflow. And then it generates the link for you, sticks it back in your clipboard, and you can put it wherever you want. 
Yeah, it's it's really. One button, I mean, boom. It, and and the workflow itself, I would recommend downloading just so you can kind of see how it it executes because it's not that complicated. And it's a, it's another great entry point into this application. Yeah, and we'll have links to these uh, in the show notes, by the way. Yeah, and I'll do the same thing with this video product. It, wherever the pages, I'll have downloadable links for all the workflows we cover in it. So. So you're going to get this stuff one way or another. Um, the uh, Another one I thought was useful was the audio note to Evernote uh, workflow. Yeah, listener Anthony shared that with us. And it's another one that I've actually downloaded from him and have saved. Because occasionally I've got just little audio notes that I want to save for myself. And I'm not quite sure what to do with them. I, I've been using iTunes less and less for this type of thing. And as you know, I've been using Evernote more and more. And Evernote does have the ability to record audio notes, but it's a multi-step process. You've got to open it, then you've got to create a new note, and then you've got to start a new recording and da-da-da-da-da-da. It just, it becomes a lot of steps. And with with Anthony's method here, uh, it's, it's really a two-step process. It's you open up workflow um, you hit the button for creating an audio idea, or I guess in this case, you double tap it. Um, and it immediately upon opening starts recording and it automatically creates, I don't remember if he added this or if I added it to the workflow, but it audio, it automatically creates uh, a note titled audio note with the date um, and saves it in a notebook titled audio note. So very cool. So it's actually improving upon functionality of existing software. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I yeah. just, I love this. Um, Stephen Hackett, who was on our show uh, a few weeks ago um, over at 512 Pixels, uh, published one of his favorites and he takes a YouTube and sends it to HuffDuffer. Yeah. Now I will warn you something about this broke with version 1.1 and Stephen I know is working on it. So I've included a link to his um, blog post where he talks about this because I'm sure he'll update it. Um, and then I got a note from the workflow folks that they're going to plan to have version 1.1.1 out by the time we release this show. So I'm hoping either between the 1.1.1 update or perhaps Stephen updating it, that this, that this workflow will work again. Cause it was one of my favorites. Because, you know, a lot of times people will post something to YouTube and I really don't want to watch the YouTube video, but I'm happy to listen to it in audio format. And for those of you who aren't aware, HuffDuffer is kind of an on-demand podcast service. So you can subscribe, you can sign up for the HuffDuffer service, uh, and then you subscribe to that. It gives you a custom RSS feed that you can then subscribe to. And so if you come across, let's just say a one-off something that you want to listen to, uh, it's got a little bookmarklet. And you can you can click the little bookmarklet and it will save that to your HuffDuffer account. Uh, and then if you subscribe to your HuffDuffer RSS feed in your podcatcher of choice, the next time you sync up, whatever that audio is, whether it be a single episode of a podcast that you're interested in or an audio recording of whatever, it will come back to your uh, come in through your your podcast client. And so since I listen to podcasts all the time and that's a workflow that I'm used to, if I can pull the audio out of a YouTube video and put it up in my podcast queue, I, I am much more likely to listen to it than I am if I save it later for, for YouTube because it just it takes a much larger time commitment to watch a YouTube video than it than it does to listen to audio that's already in my podcast queue. Yeah. 
And I mean, and these are all examples of simple workflows people have put together and shared out with the internet. Um, we also heard uh, from listener Pedro, who has one that, that uh, does a sharing files for a time limited basis. And it basically picks up on a thing we've been talking about on the show for a while, uh, where you set up a shared uh, folder or a shared document folder with Dropbox. But then you also add a Hazel rule that has kind of a drop dead date on it. And then Hazel will go ahead and delete the file for you after a certain amount of time elapses. I use this all the time. Uh, Pedro wrote it up as a workflow that can be operated from iOS. Yeah. And not only what it will do is not only will it create, it will take the file and save it to your Dropbox, but it will also create the text for this message that says, hey, by the way, here's the link to the file, but this file will auto-destruct in a week, a day, whatever. And then you just set up the Hazel rule separately on your Mac and you're good to go. Right. Nice. Um, what were some of the others that you liked? Mark's got uh, a fun one for families that could that could be customizable depending on what your family uses. Because, you know, we're all into Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, but maybe your parents and your grandparents aren't. So uh, if you've got like a cute picture of your kids that you want to share to certain people through your social networks, but maybe certain other people through more private networks. Um, Mark has created one that takes a picture and shares it. In his case, he set it up so it shares to Twitter, to Facebook, to Instagram, and then it sends it out to the grandparents via SMS and saves uh, a copy of the picture to a day one journal. Yeah, I call so, it the share, the sharing shotgun. Basically, right. you, you do take a picture and it goes everywhere. Right. Um, obviously, you could you could customize that. Yeah, depending smart, on where though. you wanted it to go. And um, and Hans wrote in a workflow that grabs calendar items from a specified date range and creates a Dropbox file that he uses for billing. So once again, we're talking about different formats. He's getting text from calendar, creating a Dropbox text file. I mean, this stuff, it's really, I guess I, one of the points I'd like to get across to people is you don't need to make it really complicated. And if it's something you do every day, like Hans probably has to get this information quite often for his billing it's really nice when you're able to have an application do that on two taps, or you can drop it into Launch Center Pro, or even just have an icon on your on your iPad or iPhone that does it for you. Right. And I'll tell you, um, one that I picked up and customized, you know, Federico Vitici wrote a pretty extensive review on workflows and uh, yeah. on workflows 1.1 that I'm going to, I'm going to put it uh, in the show notes. And in fact, he put several great workflows in that review that you can download as well. So go check that out. Right. Um, but definitely one of the ones that I took from that is he's got one that will save uh, links to Evernote. And I have customized that for show notes. You know, David, you and I have a have a shared Evernote uh well, we have a couple of shared Evernote boxes that we use for different things. Um, and so I've created one uh, called MPU Show Note Links. And I, I've started saving uh, links for show notes because that's one of the things that's difficult is when I come across things on, on my iPhone, it's hard for me to save those. I could save them to Instapaper, but that's not really where I want them. I could, you know, I could save them to, to, um, uh, to uh, OmniFocus, but that's not really where I want them. So instead, I've created this Evernote uh, note that is shared between both of us that will put the date, uh, the title, and a link to something and when it's time to go prep the show, we've already got, you know, I've already got show notes, yeah. you know, started. Boy, and, and all this stuff happens. Yeah. I think I sound kind of like a whiner when we get these automation stuff, but I just want people to try it. Um, 
All right. So, yeah, I think that's a good ending point is the Federico article because he has five or six good workflows in there as well. And we'll um, we'll go ahead and link that in the show notes as well. Uh, any other ones you want to cover before we move on? Um, I think I think we've covered uh, most of my favorites, but I think you just have to experiment. I mean, we'll have links to several of these, if not all of these in our I, I think we'll have links to everything that we've mentioned uh, in our show notes. But there's there's so much room for experimentation you know i've if it, the, the app is is what 3 bucks i mean the the show notes one alone is 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 more than worth the price of admission so i mean if you find just a couple of things that you yeah. can do with this that that makes your you know life easier yeah and then and then you'll be thinking about it and then you'll find a few more and then you'll see an idea that somebody else has shared and then you'll think oh i could do that or i could customize that yeah, and I think just a working knowledge of how the app works is going to lead to you discovering other uses for it. So so the video that I'm going to produce will be at maxsparky.com slash workflow app. Um, then if you go to also macpoweruserscom um, slash, now what is, I think is it slash 243. Well, no, that's not right because the Mac Power users URLs are, are all crazy. Oh, but if you go to 5x5.tv slash MPU slash 243, you'll find it. Yeah, and if you go to Mac Power Users two four three on our website at MacPowerUsers dot com, there's going to be links to that stuff plus a bunch of these workflows we've talked about. We're going to give you five or six different ways, gang, to download these things, and you do need to download them on your iOS device. So you know, just go to those sites so it can download and install it directly and workflows for you. So if you don't even want to play with the stuff, you just want to benefit from all this work we're pulling together. That's okay too, but. Um, uh, I think you'll find that if you spend a little bit of time, you'll be able to make something really great for yourself. And uh, thank you to the gang uh, that created Workflows. I, I am so um, impressed with what they've done and what they continue to do, and they're continuing to actively develop it. It seems like at this point, if Apple was going to raise a ruckus, they would have, and they have not. In fact, they've been featuring it, and um, I think they're on board with it. So uh, why not go turn your iOS device into something much more powerful with Workflows? Yeah. Well, thanks to our exclusive sponsor for this episode, our good friends over at Smile. You can check them out over at smilesoftware.com slash MPU. Uh, if you want to share more of your workflows, you know, I know we listened or, or highlighted a few on this episode. Uh, don't forget, we've got that uh, Mac Power Users listener feedback show coming up uh, the first Saturday of every month. Uh, we will have to reschedule the one just a, a quick heads up in May, though, and we'll we'll let you know about that. Uh, but but send us your feedback. You can send that to feedback at MacPowerUsers.com, or you can send us a tweet. The show is at MacPowerUsers, and if you put in hashtag AskMPU, we'll make sure that, that gets in queue for the future feedback show. Uh, David's at MacSparky, and I'm at Katie Flo. See you all next week. Bye.